Chris and Guy from the Extremely Casual Gamers podcast. We're a casual gaming podcast for the everyday gamer. We chat everything gaming from PlayStation to Xbox to Nintendo to PC, but not like full-on stuff, like super chill stuff, casual stuff, like, oh, if you had to date a video game character, who would you date? Even if you're just gaming on your mobile, we want to hang out with you. And we've got awesome giveaways for you to win. Join us every Thursday for a brand new episode. Just search Extremely Casual Gamers wherever you get your podcasts. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a Frank Podcast. Um, I haven't brushed my teeth today. I have. No, I haven't. Because I have. I dropped mine under the toilet. Your teeth or your toothbrush? Just my toothbrush. I was at yeah, but a was, um, was there Airbnb. In, was there wheeze in the toilet? There was. Oh. Well, actually, I'd been to the toilet. Yeah. Sitting down. And so, then I jumped in the shower afterwards. I did not use the toilet paper, but I'm just saying. And then when I – because I brushed my teeth in the shower – Yes. And then I threw my toothbrush out into the basin, bounced in the basin, onto the tap, onto the side of the basin, onto the cistern and into the toilet. I'm still trying to work out what was in the toilet bowl at the time. Uh, it had just been flushed of feces. Yeah, so it's been flushed. Yeah. But it was also an Airbnb. But also you just said you brush your teeth in the shower, so you have brushed your teeth. Oh, a couple of days ago. Oh, this right. is when I lost it. Oh, it right. On, uh, actually, it was yesterday morning. Yeah, so you still have it. Yeah. So I've got pretty recent. Yeah, but you know that it's quite that's, easy to I mean, buy toothbrushes. Hey? It's quite easy to buy toothbrushes. Yeah, I was at the supermarket this morning and I forgot. And actually, I went and bought, I went to the self-serve thingy, check out. Yeah. I've got some tomatoes there, put them on the scale, yes. put them in the bag. You know, the weight was wrong. So the person working there came over to help me and it was it's normally a weight thing, right? She went into the this video thing, which I'd never seen before. There's a camera directly above you that is looking down at everything that you do. She replayed that to see what I had done. What had you done? Nothing. Just put the tomatoes on the <laughs> thing and then moved them over. She acted like I'd stolen something. 
and then stood right next to me while I finished, like but a couple of feet away, so it was suspicious where she was standing, stood over there and waited for me to finish. But I don't know about that camera that was re- watching me all the time recording everything there's I cameras did. Cameras everywhere, though. But that's, oh, I don't know that. I don't like that. And I see there's a... Well, they're allowed to do that. I know, but you it's don't like the, know. Yeah, but also... But they shouldn't. Well, they also, it's, there's no point because when you just, you can just go into Countdown and pick something up, hide it in your coat, and they can't do anything to you. You can well, walk out the door. That happened when I was in Palmerston North. Well, the next thing that happened was I paid and I left, and then she chased me out in the car park. She said, you haven't paid. I was like, oh, well, you wave your card, and I just yeah. assume it's worked, and I leave. I think she had it in for you. And it hadn't worked. To be fair, I hadn't paid. And then I left, <laughs> got my stuff out of the trolley, and there was an extra tomato in there underneath one of my other bags that I hadn't counted. So you did steal a tomato? Uh, ultimately. Yeah, so you stole a tomato, then you didn't pay for any of your shopping. But I don't think it can see into the future because I didn't steal it until after I was accused. You see what I'm saying? I didn't know the tomato was hiding. <laughs> but then how did it get from the hiding place into your bag? Tomatoes are sneaky, man. <laughs> <laughs> it never came out of my trolley. So I picked them up, but there was two uh, bags, shopping so bag like thing. So I was and- under- yeah, it was yeah. loose underneath one of those, and I was like, oh. Was it a big tomato? Uh, It was probably about 70 or 80 cents worth, I'd say. Or three bucks. I don't know how much they cost. Don't care about money, do you? Nah. Easy come, easy go. (laughs) Rich as me. (laughs) Hey, kia ora, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wellington Paranormal, the podcast. My name is Mike Minogue. And my name is Karen O'Leary. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we're chipping away, man. I tell you what. I tell you what. And what a huge response we've had so far. Have we? Well, no. I don't know. But look, you know, it's not about that. <laughs> well, I don't know that we have, but I also don't know that we haven't. So we might, we might. Have. We may w- very well have. I think, I think this should go okay. I think it's going to go marvelously. We've got some innovations um, in this podcast. Yeah. That I think are really going to step it up to the next level. Okay, so yeah, I think people that listen Just to podcasts, look out. if are you're listening be... right now, and you either listen to the other ones, you're like, Meh. yeah. Okay, but this um, one, this one, you're gonna be it's gonna knock your socks off. Yeah, really and if this good. is your first time listening, maybe just don't listen to the other. Oh, ones. I go back and start at the start, so, you know, go back and otherwise, start you won't start. understand what's going on here. Yeah, uh, but what have you been doing with your life? Me, mm. well, funnily enough, I think that there might be, and this is a true story, which I think is hilarious for me to even say. Good, I think there might be a ghost or a kehua in my house. Oh, really? Yes. And I've never really thought that before, ever. No. So when people are always like, oh, do you believe in that stuff? I'm like, meh. I believe in it for, if you want to believe in it for sure, but yeah. not for me. But we've got a lovely dog called Stevie. And you know how dogs always- Is that named s- after anyone? My dad, who's oh. dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also Stevie Nicks and Stevie Wonder. I was just thinking of yeah, Stevie Nicks, yeah. yeah. Um, but mostly my dad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Stevie- was at home, and this has happened a couple of times when she just all of a sudden stops, and she's a very enthusiastic dog who doesn't normally stop to do anything, and she just stops and stares into some middle distance and just stands very still. And you're like, what What are you doing, Stevie? And you try to call her, and she just stays there and looks right. and then follows this thing. And then yesterday when she was in our lounge and my partner was lighting the fire, she did that, and she was like looking under the table, and she just was, you know, really just looking at something. And then Eilish said, she said, you know, obviously I was putting the fire on because it wasn't that warm, but then she said, an amazingly cold draft. Right. Just went. Right. So we just talk, you know. Staring into the middle distance. I do that when I've forgotten where my phone is. Yeah, she's never phone. Maybe Stevie's doing that. She's never phone. Keys? Wallet? 
No, she has Could be anything. She, her lead. Maybe it's uh, her, her lead. lead. Yeah, where the fuck did I, I put my lead? I know it was. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, but that doesn't explain Adler. the cold draft in Wellington, does it? No, except. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mystery. Anyway, I just thought what a fitting little yeah. anecdote that I could um, tell. Yeah, I haven't had any experiences like that. We used to do seances when we were kids. Yeah, but there's definitely Ouija cheating boards. going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's the people that you know are moving it. Yeah, and people used to say, oh, no, I can tell someone's pushing it. I could feel it, as opposed to they know what it feels like when a ghost is moving it. Yeah, you how know? do you know the difference? <laughs> what is the difference? Um, well, we'll get on to that because then we, there was that other thing, but we yes. won't talk about that until the episode until of that the episode. Ghost, no, ghost exactly house. right. Um, today we're going to have a conversation, isn't it, about yep. um, the very first episode that we did of Wellington Paranormal. Um, we were fresh. We were pretty fresh, man. We were really fresh. And this episode was, and I thought this was important, it's called Cop Circles, which for all my life I think I've been calling Crop Circles. And That's where the joke lies, Mike. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> There's quite finally. a few jokes like that, that went over my head. Uh, <laughs> But directed by Jermaine Clement and written by Melanie Bracewell. We should give people their credits at the start of this. Oh, and I think Melanie Bracewell deserves a lot of credit. She does. And she got an interesting tidbit, and this will ruin the episode, where we eventually interview Melanie Bracewell. But she was hired as a writer. Do you know how she was hired as a writer? Because Jermaine loved her stuff on Twitter. On Twitter. It. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's pretty good. It's also amazing. She's very tall. Um, she is a tall woman. She's a tall person. and But um, also... I was just really mad that she wasted me on Taskmaster when I was on Taskmaster. She was my competition. When I oh, heard that, yeah, I was like, right. there's no way I'm going to meet, beat Melanie Bracewell. Right. And it was very true because she then, won be and fair, I came dead last. Yeah, everybody beat you. So it wasn't specifically No, but that's Mel. because Jeremy Wells had a, he got, he had a right bear in his bonnet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I think, like that you came last. I think it's good for you. <laughs> apparently, no, apparently, whoever sits in that hurts. middle chair always comes last. Oh, well, that'll Justine be, that, Smith, so that'll be that ghost again. Yeah, the ghost putting me in the wrong place. <laughs> and Jeremy Wells' is homophobia. Homophobia, that's right. He's known for that. <laughs> He's um, on that radio station, isn't he? Some he is. that you're on. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, Crop Circles, yes. So, Jermaine directed and Mel Bracewell wrote. So, I like that. And it was starring, the guest star was Ricky Day. And he was amazing. He was very, very good, wasn't yep. he? Who played Muzza and Bazza. And Shazza. Was there a Shazza? In? Oh, he's the wife. wife. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Do you want to have the synopsis, O'Leary? Would you like to hear the synopsis of this show, this particular episode? Would I like to hear it? Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I'd love to hear okay, it. Okay, here we go. Sergeant Marker sends Monogan O'Leary out to the mm. country to investigate an incident where a cow has ended up at the top of a tall tree and he suspects aliens are responsible. Mm-hmm. The officers speak to a farmer and his strangely similar family members and find crop circles and seed pods in the fields. As night falls, the police are pursued by plant-based extraterrestrial life forms but manage to lock them, lock them in a shed, excuse me. As they outline the night's events to the documentary crew, the alien clones escape the shed and wander away. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert there at the end. The thing, I guess, is it was, it was made in White Man's Valley. Yep. Which is a place in Wellington, out of Wellington. And it's racist. Yeah, that's a... Well, no, obviously... Maybe its roots are racist. It sounds like it would be hard for it not to be rooted in some type of racism. Maybe it just was Mr. What White. What are you doing here? N- this is white man's valley. But yeah, but we don't talk like that in New Zealand, so no. I don't think that would have been. I think probably there just was someone called Mr. White who owned all the farm. Or Mr. White Man. 
Because there's a lot of white, and of course it's pronounced white man. Yeah, because you don't want to say white man. White man, yeah, which is how it started. But given, you know, New Zealand's history, I think we could probably get rid of anything called white man's valley. Well, we can start a petition. Okay. There's probably enough petitions going around. Oh, no, look, just if if you're keen to change the name of white man's valley. Oh, I, 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 I actually think so. Th- thought it helped the episode. I think it lends a certain, you know where you are when you're in White Man's Valley and it's all farming land and there's only white men there. Is that yes, how the, you saw it? Well, it's not a place I want to hang out, no, really. No, um, You know, but. Although yeah. I think when we were there it was quite beautiful because it was in oh, it was, the, yeah. the best summer I think probably Wellington's ever had. I agree, and uh, having lived here for forty there for 45 years, yeah. I can attest to that. And what was really good about it was that we're working all the way through it. Yeah, and, and sort of finishing at two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and when it was sleeping dark, through and then, it. yeah, sleeping through the hot, sunny, <laughs> balmy right. November, December we had. Yeah, but no. I think leading into going, like you know, before we went, obviously I remember getting the first, the the scripts for the first week. Yes, and I was like, how on earth am I supposed to learn all of these words? I had no idea what I was supposed to do to learn. You know, I sort of like, I had the whole week. I was like, hey, I've got to learn all of these words, and I started reading through every the script for every day. And just just uh, as an aside there to, for our audience, how much acting had you done up until this point? Um, that would be zero. Absolutely. Well, almost zero. Oh, I've done, done what we do in the shadows, yes. Yeah. So I'd done two days yes. of acting. Yeah. Um, that You're was ready with, for your lead role, yeah, madam. Yeah, that was without a script, though, so they didn't have to learn anything. That's I just true. had to make stuff up for that. <laughs> so this was the first time I'd been like, O'Leary, and then all of these words, and then I've got to remember when to say them. I've got to remember kind of what you're saying so I know when to say my bits. Mm-hmm. And... I was a little bit nervous about that. I think yep. I probably did a little bit of wheeze in my pants on the first day. Yeah. Um, but obviously the good thing was you were very supportive and very nice and very lovely, and I will always remember that. And I think – and also so was Jermaine. Like everyone on that production yeah. was so supportive and great. And so that, you never felt like, oh, God, I'm letting people down. And also I will say it's a pretty good first experience to have. Pretty good. Mm. To be working with like Jermaine and an awesome crew and to be doing something that's funny like that and you got you busy because another thing is oftentimes you'll come on and you don't have a lot to do, which, you know, has its own, you know, you quite like that as well. I like, quite like going on to something and doing a scene and going home. But, yeah, it was just a, an we all-round awesome, yeah. all day, every day, weren't we? Yeah, and I think it was good after, the, even after the very first day, when I think we, we had a conversation and, and, and we sort of, like, you talked to me and said, you just need to learn the day that's coming up. So mm. you go home at the end of the day and you learn the next day, you know, and, and it, over time that became the way that I would always learn this. Yeah, yeah. And you had a different way of doing it as well because I get that line learner app yeah, yeah. where I can just do it by myself and it sort of feeds in the lines because I find with um, when, if I got my wife to do the offlines, she'd start acting. <laughs> and it was just, look, I don't need you to, I just need to learn the lines and she'd start giving it a bit of oomph, and it, which was very, <laughs> which is not an indictment on her, but it was distracting. Yeah. Uh, so I did that, but you've always done it off the page, haven't you? Printed, yeah. printed I, off the page. Print, I, yeah, paper page, and I just, if I read the words, then yeah. for whatever, that's one thing I can remember. I can never remember anything useful, like my keys, my yes. wallet, or anything. Yeah. But, um, or when I'm supposed to go to, to things that I've said I'm going to go to. Sure. But gosh, I can remember words on a page. Yeah, that's right. And I'm glad that I've got that skill as well because it would be really annoying if you didn't. And and actually, in fact, we we came across somebody like that in the next episode, which we're going to talk about. Yes. 
and which I'd forgotten about, but listening to my diary, I was like, oh, that's right, and that was quite funny. Um, but, yeah, it would be hell if you had to turn up to set and you were just like, had no idea what you were doing. Well, you wouldn't be able to do it. It'd be just Well, you'd have people feeding your lines. To, can they do that? They do do that, and they did do that. And Marlon, yeah, yeah. Marlon Brando used to have, he would have his lines on a great big dummy board, they called it, and so the lines would be written on a huge bit of cardboard right behind the camera. And he Is would it? just read them off. And then so now when you watch his performances, pretty much from last Tango of Paris onwards, you see him and he's sort of be t- in the scene with somebody looking at them. And then it's sort of, it looks like he's looking off in the middle, you know, the middle yeah. of the, and th- gathering his thoughts, but actually he's reading the lines behind the camera and then. I just, it, things like that make me think, was he in the wrong job? Well, <laughs> regarded as the best actor of his generation and the, the father of modern acting, well, I don't, no, I still think he was in the wrong job. Probably. Well, well yeah, I, I, I think there's an element of laziness to it. Because he was so think, famous he didn't have to bother. Yeah, I think early on he learnt them. Actually, yeah. I can think of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I actually have come across some yeah, people yeah, yeah. who, you know. Who do that. Who obviously have Not got, at the Marlon Brando level, and even still. No, 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 no. Even still they do that. Yeah, yeah oh, this would be good if we could have an honest chat, wouldn't it? Oh, we can't do that. You can't do that on here. Um, <laughs> so our first scene... Our first scene. Driving Do you remember in the this? car. Aha! What? Not driving in the car. Driving into the to park the car. No. Dr- yeah. The very first scene. Driving in the car when you said, "Are we alone?" Are we alone? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Then driving into the house and parking the car and getting out of the house. The very first scene we shot. What? Was you doing the piece to camera? Was it? Yes. And I always thought it was the other way as well. But I took a selfie of us on. Yes. When we were about to shoot it, and I put that on Instagram, still on my Instagram, and then we shot that, and it was like it was quite tricky because it was only you that spoke, so it was scripted. It was only you talking, mm. so I was just standing there. So the first scene, I didn't have to do anything. I think I've got one little line at the end, and then it started getting a bit more you and me, but yeah. it was like so it started, it off, made it started it more, off strong. It made it more tricky because it was it was most it was on your shoulders. And in fact, I think we've got some um, audio there. We can go to Mike's diary on this one. Oh, okay, we? yep. Officer Minogue's daily diary. Every day, I would record a, a diary as I drove home, and uh, not all of it's going to be flattering for me. Not all of it. What about me? Oh, it will always be flattering for you. <laughs> Play the diary. Play that potty, Jake. <laughs> all right, let's. Time, 2.18 in the morning. That's the end of day one, ladies and gentlemen. Day one of shoot, done. Crop circles, cop circles is the name of that um, episode. I've been gassy, man. Fuck. Um, yeah, it was, a good, it was a good day, a little bit. Not nervous at all going into it. Like felt really good and then we um, sort of just cracked into it. Karen, bless her, she had a... O'Leary, she had to um, do the first sort of rant to camera, so she's a bit nervous, but yeah, all good. And as soon as you hear her talk, I was like, that's all good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, Mike. So that's just something from my diary, and we'll have things like that. I can't wait to hear more of your diary. <laughs> and I wish that I had actually, you know, because you kept telling me, Karen, do this. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. I'm never no. going to get around to it. So it was quite funny, yeah, to go back in here. And I was like, 
because I started listening to them weeks ago. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to play any of this. So like, oh, let's just play it. It was quite gassy. You were like, we could hear I think it. I was vegan then. I think yeah. I was vegan then. Yeah. yeah, you were. Yeah, you were always a vegan who loved the cheese scone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. that's right. Um, so yeah, that was the very first one, and then the next one after that, the next scene after that was the in the car pulling up and with the wrong hats. With the wrong hats, yeah. So we pull up, we drive in, and because um, we had to work it out, and I think initially we were wearing sunglasses, and we had to decide yeah. what happened with the sunglasses. It's very complicated. Uh, we didn't have hats on. How are we going to do the hats? And we had to get out of the car quick. Yeah, so you can't be dawdling the in the car. Yeah, that's right. Have the seatbelts well, ready Jane to would go. Say you could, we could never be dawdling. No dawdling. Yeah. Um, so I worked out that I would have your hat and then give it to you as we walked up the driveway. Um, so I handed you your hat. I put on my hat before you put <laughs> yours on. And as I, I put my hat on, I realised it was not my hat. It was your hat, and far too small. Yeah, it looked ridiculous from the back, which I quite enjoyed. And <laughs> yes. then I put on the big hat, and that was like. Yeah, and that, I, that was still when we were very like we didn't know what we were no. doing or what you. I didn't know what I was allowed to do or no. when you, whether you just had to keep going, keep going or stop or what do you like? Do you just keep going? So we just kept going, and and, and that was my thing was like, oh, I'm going to have to start again. Yeah, and it was like, oh no, they haven't said stop, so <laughs> keep going. Yeah. And I think that ended up being what we quite enjoyed throughout the whole season. Yeah, was we're just going to keep talking until someone told until us someone to shut said, up. yeah, that's right. That was exactly it. And then we shot, so we shot that. And then for the people at home, I put the hat on. It's the wrong one. So then Karen and I have to swap. Hats. I say you always do. That. You always do that. That's yeah. right. Which <laughs> which was good. I think there was like a, a quite a good early example of our relationship. Really good. You know, you always do really that. good. And I'm an yeah, idiot. Yeah, like that's yeah. the first thing I did <laughs> yeah. in the whole show was something stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then after it cut, then Jermaine came out, and what did he say? Yeah, I don't know. He came out, and he was like. Oh, I like that bit. I like that thing you guys did with the hat. That was a good bit. Oh, yeah, he's like, done it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, we're like, yeah, good bit. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. I was on that. It's like, no, I am as thick as that. Um, yeah, so that was a nice start. Actually, I think we've got that clip, have we, Jake? Someone on this field out here earlier. Let's go check it out. Yeah, so we're here investigating the um, unusual cow activity. Obviously, cows don't belong in trees, uh, no, so we're out here to um, stop from being put up yeah, there and being put in distress. Yeah. You always give me your hat. They look the same, though, don't they? And that was the problem, they did look the same. (laughs) Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. What else did we have from there? I just sort of remember. What you are need your... to try and climb over that fence. That was tricky. That was tricky. For me. You and fences. Yeah. Which I feel, I do feel like that should have been carried all the way through. Yeah, well, I almost grotted myself on that, trying to get over It was a, a real classic day. farmer's yeah. fence, wasn't it? And I don't have a lot of room between the ground and my <laughs> middle thigh top. Right, top sure. Top of my middle thigh area. Yeah. So, and it's dicey, you know? 
It is dicey. And we got out there and we talked to him. He was in his field, old Ricky Day or Mother. It was Mother. And that was funny. I like that. Yeah. No, I like that interaction. And then are we going to talk about the amazing field of corn? The amazing, amazing, amazing Martin. We yeah. are. And yeah. where we, where we, how we grew all of that amazing corn. How did we grow? Oh, yeah. It was Go Peter on. Jackson's corn, wasn't it? That's right. We Yeah. So someone had, it had been in a in storage somewhere from oh. his movie. Yeah. The one with the corn in it. You know that one? It must have been Lord of the Rings. They didn't have corn in the No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. The fright. It must have been early. No, nah, they want to kept it for 30 years. What had he just done? King Kong. And I think they had corn and King Kong. I don't remember King corn Kong corn. corn. Hey. <laughs> um, lovely Bones. Might have been Lovely yes, Bones, actually. Lovely That'll bones. be it. Got to hold on to that. Jake, you're not in this podcast. Yeah, if you mind can, your business, don't, don't potty, Jake. Um, <laughs> okay, you're not helping. Yeah, that's right. That was I completely forgot about that. About what? The whole the corn. episode? The, the corn. corn. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I loved it when we were running through the corn. That was one of the funniest things that you ever said, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a goodie, wasn't it? And I don't feel like anybody even noticed it except for you and me. Oh, well, I, every time I watched it. Yeah. When we were trying to escape from the big plants and they were getting all gross. Yes. And we couldn't get reception. I'd lost my hat in the corn, which I had to go back and get. That That's wasn't on right. purpose. That's that wasn't right. scripted. That was just right. made a big mistake. And then you're like, no, oh, just stand, stand on your toes. And I said, Stand no, on your tiptoes. Stand on your tiptoes because I'm trying to make me taller. And, you, and I said, look. You do it. And you're like, I can't stand on your toes. They're your toes. It's I can't like... stand on your tiptoes. They're your tiptoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calling for backup. Can you hear us? Stand on your tiptoes. What? Stand on your tiptoes. No, you do it. I can't stand on your tiptoes. They're your feet. Use your radio, mm. yeah. That's right. And there was the action continue because it was quite actiony then with lots yeah. of music. There was quite a lot of wandering around in there, wasn't there? Yeah, but I loved the, um, the bit where, A, your epaulette was bongled off. Potty Jake. Can we please go to the clip? Funny you should say that, O'Leary. Ah, I'm a funny person. <laughs> this here? Yeah, that's the So bongle. we're just bringing up yeah. a clip where you can see on Over. my left shoulder the epaulette, I think that's the right word for it, Yeah, it is. which has my badge yeah. number 7076 on it. Now that is normally attached to the shoulder with Velcro. Yeah. This thing was the bane of my existence. It would always come off prior to a shot or during a shot. This is shot on C on day one. The Velcro should have been strong. I mean, it should have been holding. I don't know what it is about your shoulders. At but no point during the four seasons of the show did they ever fix it. Fix it. No, I know they didn't. No. It was for you and so, me to deal with every single well, day. Yeah, but mine, it never happened to mine. No, but you had to fix yours But you had to fix mine all the time and my belt yeah. and my pants. But this scene here, O'Leary, is where we find the seed pod. I love you, doing this. You bit. poke it. Yeah. Let's just play this out. You know I look up to you, O'Leary. <laughs> and then we're orange the next scene. But I don't know if you remember, that really went in my eyes. Yeah, I know it did. You big crybaby. It was for ages, though. I know. Well, that's why you should have well, shut your eyes when I it went sh- in your I eyes. I absolutely should have shut my, <laughs> shut my eyes. Yeah. 
that was. But a no, you did. Your eyes looked incredibly sore. That was right. That. In but there. I quite like. I quite like doing because I was like again. We'd only just started. And I was oh like, yeah. Well, we get to do fun like crazy weird stunt stuff. Yeah, yeah. And That's what was exciting. it? They had a uh, they had a hose that was down our sleeve. Big. That's right. It was in the sleeve, and it, just, and it was like paint powder. That's right, powder paint, and they just poofed it out. High lead content. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Highly toxic. Oh yeah. Could have yeah. been killed. The, we had that nice scene in the in the paranormal office when Sarge did the um, reenactment. Of oh how yes. The, of how the cow got in the tree. The plate, the lettuce. A Cheerio, yeah, Savoy, yeah, bigger, yeah, and some tomato on there as well. And in that scene, um, he's sort of all on his own, but when we shot it, there were a couple of takes where I helped him out. Yeah, yeah, when you're like, what about if I do the cow? (laughs) That's right, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) I think you're having trouble doing the noises of the UFO and the cow, so if you do the UFO, why don't I do the cow? Yeah, that's, that's great, okay. But that didn't make the cut, and there's a few like that over the course, eh? Where we'd be doing things with that. Oh, that's really good, but it just doesn't work out in terms of like you need Marker to be the Sarge to be the lunatic in that situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's the one who's like heavily invested. Yeah, that's and right. thinking this is definitely <laughs> this aliens. is what's going on. Yeah, I don't know about you. But it was kind of like when you get a job and you don't really know how to do the job, mm. but you just have to learn while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it felt like for me. Yes, definitely. I mean, I'd done a bit by then. Yeah. Um, but the main, I think the the scariest thing about it was that it was Jermaine and Tyker's show, but Jermaine's show. And we didn't really know what the characters were and you had the added thing of not, Having acted before, but this was yeah. my first lead too, and so yeah, yeah, just that. It really could have turned to shit. Yeah, no, it could have absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that happens. In fact, that's what happens usually, and not shit. There's only so bad it can be. Yeah, but it can certainly be one and done. Oh, they tried their best, but yeah, I don't really what want to was watch Jermaine that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what was Jermaine thinking? Working with them? Yeah, and I think the big thing that made it tricky was that you didn't know what the characters were. No. You're working that out. Whereas yeah. if you know what that is, at least you you can you, you do that. But yeah, we're trying to work out exactly what that was. And I, in fact, it was in this episode where I feel like it was coming out of the corn, out of the crop uh, there, and I had to come running out really scared and yeah. Bar- yeah. bulgy eyed. Yeah, I did my take, and then Jermaine's like, "Okay, um, now Karen, you can be you can be the scared one." Was literally how he put it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can be the scared one. And then you did it, and he was not convinced by that. So it was just like, okay. No. Yeah, but do you remember why he wasn't convinced? Why? Because he said that my, me being scared when we did that running towards the shed sounded like sexual moaning. That's sexual yeah. moaning. And I was like, no, like, to be honest, like, it's Jermaine Clement. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. And A, it's not what I sound like when having sex, but whatever. <laughs> Quite <laughs> different, actually. If that's the actually. vibe you were picking yeah, up yeah. on, then. So I remember then the next time we had to do that, but I was just like, I'm just going to be really quiet. Right. Yeah. yeah. But again, yeah, yeah I, think, I think. But then that works, right? And Yeah, and I think yeah. Jermaine would have been watching us the whole time. And 100%. He's very talented and he sees what works, especially comedically. <laughs> yes. And so he was like But it makes but it's 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 far more interesting as well. Like even from a you know, from a what's been done before sort of thing. The, obviously yeah. the the classic thing yep. in every single film and TV show is the man's not scared, 
Yep. The woman is going to be terrified. I'm going to need to look after. The man is going to have to look after her. Yep. Tell, you know, in the old days, he'd give her a slap and tell her to settle down. Yep. We, we've progressed from there, but this, that's far more interesting that the person who is the, the woman tall. and also the less physically domineering, you know. Short as fuck. The shorter yeah. of the two yeah. um, is the braver one. That's more interesting. Yeah. And funnier. And just true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was good, wasn't it? And that was yeah. a good thing to come to. And I, but I also I don't know. I'm pretty sure that that wasn't a conscious thing. We were like, oh, you know what would be good would be as if the woman was like. I don't think In, it was. No, it that just that it was just, what it came just, out. Yeah, it just developed. And I yes. think that's. Well, it was, could be for, for lots of reasons, but I think obviously for myself personally, yes. as someone that is a fairly staunch feminist. That's you know, right. It's who would, you are. I would never be. I would never. I wouldn't be able to play authentic, authentically a weak woman who has to have a man look after. One hundred percent. You wouldn't be able to play it. And yeah. even if you could, I, I think you would rather have just stayed at straight yeah. at early childhood, yeah, exactly. educated than perpetuate that yeah. way of thinking. Yeah, even like it was saying to you before, coming from early childhood where there was it was a heavily female dominated profession, and coming into that environment where. Let's be honest, most of the people working in the crew were male, yes. especially at the start, and that changed over time, yep. which I think was – and I think that was a purposeful decision, and I, and I thought that was really good. But at the very start, it was – we had some women in makeup and in costume, yep. and the rest of people were men. So it was interesting for me being in a, a working environment where, yeah, it was all men. I hadn't really, I hadn't had that ever <laughs> in my working life. 100%. And that is interesting as well. And then there's also, of course, the reason why you come from early childhood education and that used to have men in it, but not a great experience for men working in that area when the fingers start getting pointed around. I was listening to of, the podcast yeah. about Peter Alice just the other yeah, day on RNZ. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Um, and so there's a reason for that as well. But you're 100% right. There are, within film and television, traditionally production is run by women. Yeah. So oh, the people in the office. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And the you know who run the show. This is not a. They're not making cups of coffee by any stretch yeah, of the imagination. Yeah. Um, costume. Like Desiree Armstrong. Yeah. Desiree Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, Michelle later on. Um, Rowena. Rowena. Yeah. Viv. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And costume and hair and makeup. Those are the be the ones. Continuity is generally a woman. And script, the script, script supervisor. supervisor. That's it. Yeah, same thing. Um, yeah, so that is interesting. And what I also found interesting coming through in film was, you know, and moving into producing was finding out the rates that people were on. Mm. So I would know people that were in costume who the work that they do is is an art. Yeah, right? it's phenomenal craftsmanship or craftspersonship. If, if well, I may, said, you may. Um, Please do. And is every bit as specialised, if not more so, than what somebody might do in the construction? No, in the construction area. In construction, get paid significantly more than people in costume do. And my conversation with the person who worked in costume was, well, that can only be because you're you're a woman. Yeah, that's because there's no other reason for that to be the way. So, if you know you've got men saying, well, this is, um, you know, if I'm going to be doing building, I need to get paid this much, then they'll get paid that much. If you've got a woman saying the same thing about costume, probably to a man, the man's going to say, oh, come on, you don't need that much money. It's, it's a woman's work. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Though? Um, but I it, do, it, I it do. very and, much is And, I, and, and I think I, I appreciate your awareness around those things. Oh, yeah, and I it's think, unreal. You know, yeah. 
It's and it's it's shocking to me. And then that's why it was. And then I, also the I, men that end up working in costume generally are gay. Yeah. And so that's a whole nother. But thing. that's interesting as well because you can't you you. It's, I think there's a block that goes both ways. So then it feels like there's a block for straight men to work in that area because they're like, oh, that's for yeah. women and, yeah. and gay dudes. And I I'm not a woman or a gay dude, so I guess I can't do that. There'll be a Billy Elliot made where one day a guy makes costumes and has sex with a woman. Has sex with a woman. Yeah, well, I mean, I just I think as well I, I really appreciated knowing in, that first, in our first season mm. that you were getting paid more than me, and I think that was really good. And I think that was, you know, I mean, fair enough. Like I, I am a woman, and I, yes. you know, um, so I think that just that just established the tone. That's for right. The show, and I think even if <laughs> even if you you were a better actor than me, which is not possible because you're a woman. Yeah. I think it teaches yeah. you to strive and to know your place. Yeah, oh, yeah. You and know, I, and inherently, I, yeah. it doesn't mean that, what it means is I don't have to tell you. Your place. No, I you know, know it. it. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good. Yeah, yeah. All we right. Agree to agree on that one. We agree to agree on that. Ooh. Also, just so that you know, we didn't get paid anything different. No, it was exactly, exactly the same. same. Yeah. <laughs> all about all in all, yeah. That first episode was really great. Um, we got really good weather. We had, felt like we had a lot of time. I think it was what did we have? Was it four days, four days. per episode? Yeah. Which isn't really a lot to make twenty-two minutes. So you're doing. Five and a half minutes a day, give or take. That's a lot. Is That's it? quick shooting, yeah. And then I think we got to the point where it was five days an episode. Yeah. But that might that have been season, season three. Four. <laughs> four was it? Yeah. Yeah, it took a while. Um, but I love that first episode and I really like going back to it. And what I found was they they go really fast. Yeah. Like it flies by. Oh, I always think, oh, it's a shame it's finished now. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lucky I've got 25 more. 25 more of those. Um, yeah, so that's episode one that we shot in the order we shot it, Cop Circles. And if you've got any questions about that episode, feel free to fire them through to us on our Wellington Paranormal um, Instagram page. And we're going to do whole episodes where we discuss um, all the audience questions for each episode. And we answer them all. We answer them all. Truthfully, or we'll make up a We'll make something up. Or we just won't ask it so we don't have to answer it. But, yeah, fire them through by all means and Potty Jake will get back to you and uh, Yeah, that's about us, I reckon. Just want to thank our composers, Monica, who are also the Phoenix Foundation. You can follow the Phoenix Foundation on Instagram and get their music on Spotify. Bloody marvellous band. Also, producer Paul Yates and Jermaine Clement for letting us make this podcast. You can follow the Wellington Paranormal Podcast on Instagram at Wellington Paranormal Podcast, TikTok at Wellington Paranormal Pod, and YouTube at Wellington Paranormal The Podcast. You'll find me on at Mr. Mike Minogue on Instagram, and Karen O'Leary is at Karen O'Leary NZ. You can also uh, listen to me on the Hodaki Big Show. And my Instagram on there, or our Instagram, is Hodaki Big Show on the old Insta there. So leave us a review and give us a five-star rating. You can do that on both Spotify and Apple, I think. iHeartRadio, you might struggle. That would really help us push the Wellington Paranormal up so that other people are able to find us. Thanks very much, and we'll talk to you soon. You know what, Mike? Gosh, what a pleasure it's been to talk to you, to talk with you. It has been a pleasure, hasn't it? About the very first time we wore... Our uniforms, second time, actually, as O'Leary and Minogue. That's right. Because it was the first time we were just there having to carry ourselves. That's right. 
Yeah, no, it was the beginning of something, wasn't it? And yeah, we didn't know where it was going to go, but um, people seem to be enjoying it on set look eventually. Where at, look where we are now. That's right. We're still talking trying to each other. To, <laughs> trying to find another show. series. <laughs> come on. Come on, Jermaine. Give us another on, series, Yancy. mate. <laughs> we should get an online petition. Speaking of petitions. Yeah, if you'd like to see more of Wellington Paranormal. <laughs> ah, that's right. Yeah, we'll get that going on uh, change.org. Yeah. <laughs> um, until next week, kakite. Kakite ano. And uh, Yeah, that'll do us. <laughs> Frank Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Think you know how to party? Well, science does. In fact, there are nerds out there that spend their whole lives researching the ins and outs of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But don't take this nerd's word for it. In the Party Science Podcast, we break down the research behind a good time and a great time. I'm Dr. Joel Rindelob, a real-life scientific researcher. And I'm comedian Courtney Dawson, a real-life party girl. And together, we talk to world experts in psychedelics. Look at topics like the physiology of squirting and show you how science parties harder than you thought possible. Stay tuned every Wednesday for a new episode scientifically proven to rock your dome.